The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Monster Monday presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sports book app. And boy, oh boy, do we have a lot to get to in another crazy Sunday of NFL football. We'll have a spread the word winner this week. We do it every single week at Ross Tucker, NFL, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, easiest contest out there, or at Ross Tucker Pod, where intern Casey does a phenomenal job of posting the highlight clips from each show. And Brian, that's exactly where Brian posts first. As soon as the show is up, ready for you guys to listen to or to watch on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Brian goes ahead and posts it to our social media so that you guys know. Again, at Ross Tucker Pod. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. Sponsor confirmation email winner. We did not have one last week. This week with Tennessee being totally, fully, 100% up and running for DraftKings. We're going back to DraftKings. And I'm not going to tell you until tomorrow or maybe Wednesday, but we've got one heck of an offer for people that sign up for DraftKings and use the code ROSS this week. So first of all, do it, whether your state's legal or not. Second of all, stand by for that one. You're going to be excited. The YouTube shout-out. Uh, will happen later on in the week. It's very easy. Just comment on one of our YouTube posts, and I'll pick one person that comments, and I'll give you a cameo-style shout-out, 30 to 40 seconds, just talking, uh, giving a shout to whoever you want. You can send it to them. It's kind of like a cameo-style gift, which people really like. Um, I do a bunch of cameos now for people, and they like them, and I think you guys would as well. All you have to do is comment on one of our YouTube posts. Uh, we will have more and more patrons. It's awesome. Christopher Mulligan gets the shout-out today. We're getting shout-outs every day because I, we should have done this a long time ago. Should have had the even money bets posted somewhere so you could visually look at them, write them down, rather than have, or just look at them, rather than having to actually go down and write them all down while you're listening to the show. That saves you a lot of aggravation, and a lot of you want it, evidently, because we are – getting all kinds of patrons. And the cool thing is you guys are actually getting a chance to see what the other tuckheads are like 
and I know you're enjoying being a part of the community. Patreon.com slash RT Media. It is absolutely hopping right now with all of the new guys. Shout out today to Christopher Mulligan. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. Good morning, Ross. Week eight almost in the books. At least all the Sunday games are. Your major takeaways from each of the games yesterday, or as a whole, I should say. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think a couple things, Brian. Number one, I said this last week, and I'll reiterate it here. Baltimore and Pittsburgh is the best rivalry in the NFL. I think it's one of, if not the best rivalry in sports. And it feels like it's automatic. I mean, it feels like it always comes through. It's always about a field goal game. It always comes down to the very end. It's always physical. It's always entertaining. There's always big plays. It's it's as good as advertised. You know, so many things in life fail to meet expectations and they're kind of disappointing. Not Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Baltimore, Pittsburgh always meets or even surpasses expectations. So that was one big takeaway for me, Brian. The other big takeaway is probably just the brutal losses that so many teams suffered yesterday as it relates to their playoff hopes. I'm, I'm not even talking about the Chargers and that Broncos comeback. We'll get to that. I just mean, you go right down the line. I mean, the Ravens dominated the action against the Steelers. They were, they ran for return yards. They were in control, yet they still lost. Now they're essentially two and a half games back because they're two games back, but they lose the tiebreaker. And that's very damaging when there's only one bye in each conference now. The Ravens don't have a very good chance at it because they've lost to both the Chiefs and the Steelers. But especially, I mean, the Chiefs lost. The Chiefs beat their butt. Yesterday, the Ravens were the better team, and they still lost. And that's brutal. Green Bay, to lose at home to the Vikings? You know, I mean, Green Bay is still going to win that division. But, again, they're hurting their chances, their ability to get a bye, to be a higher seed when you lose a game like that at home to the Vikings. Same with the Rams, losing to a Dolphins team that couldn't move the ball at all with Tua Tunga-Vailoa. And the Rams had, like, twice as much offense. But defensive touchdowns, special teams touchdowns, that hurts the Rams. It's going to be tough, especially in the NFC West, to get one of these playoff berths. You can't be giving up games to the Miami Dolphins like that. Cleveland Browns against the Raiders. You know, if the, if the Browns don't make the playoffs, that will be one of the games that you point to. You can't lose at home to the Raiders. And really, I mean, the Raiders deserved to win the game. It was, I don't want to say convincing, but they were clearly the better team, I felt like, in that one. Same with the Titans against the Bengals. The Bengals, I mean, it's hard to make the playoffs in the AFC. And you're going to drop one of the Bengals. I mean, kudos to the Bengals. I'm, my point is, in terms of themes, teams lost games that they absolutely shouldn't. And for the Patriots, just devastation. We'll get to the specifics, but devastation and really probably puts them in a, in a position where it would be a big surprise if they were able to rally to make the playoffs. Speaking of Tennessee, I mentioned it earlier, Bry. 
they, as of yesterday, November 1st, they are totally live up and running on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, which is awesome. And by the way, I think you guys know this. You can get the DraftKings Sportsbook app wherever you live. You can deposit in almost every state. You just, some of the states you can't actually play yet. It's probably about, you know, 30 of them. But anyway, no matter what, though, you can get the DraftKings Sportsbook app on your phone and you can put the code Ross in, screenshot it, send it to me so you can get our awesome, awesome giveaway that we're going to come up with and give to you guys later on in the week. I got like three or four ideas, Brian, that are all awesome. You and I will just have to decide which one it is. Download the top. By the way, here's what they got right now. They're ensuring all new users are covered up to $100. So basically, you get a risk-free Sunday betting. They're ensuring you're up, you're you're good up to $100. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code Ross when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is ensuring your Sunday bets up to $100. That's right. You bet, and they cover up to $100 when you use promo code Ross during sign-up. Limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey or PA only. Risk-free coverage paid out in site credits, of course. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Tucks takes. Well, let's get into each of these games. We'll start with the one you already talked about, the one that I was at, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. And the Steelers, they remain unbeaten. The only 7-0 team in the NFL. They came from behind to win in Baltimore 28-24. By the way, for those of you that are into watching on YouTube now, Brian and I are both doing the show today from hotel rooms. Brian is in a Baltimore hotel room. I'm in a Philadelphia hotel room before our flights bright and early this morning. So it is interesting, Brian how all hotel rooms look very similar, very, very similar. They have the same ambiance. How was the food, Brian? You know, I was not impressed with the pregame meal, and I'm thinking, my God, how am I going to – I don't want to rip them on Monday's podcast, but you know, beforehand, before the game started, you had a box lunch. It was a choice of chicken salad, turkey, or roast beef. And that was it. It was a bag of Doritos in there, some sliced apples. It was fine, but I'm like, hey, this wasn't, this isn't Baltimore. What's going on here? But then at halftime, they bring out the chicken parm over spaghetti with roasted vegetables and a side Caesar salad. And of course, the big Twix bars, Snickers, and Kit Kats. So if it was before the game and I had to rate, it probably wouldn't have been pretty. But uh, they pulled it out at halftime, so I'm gonna I'm gonna up it to an A minus. Nice, Bry. I like it. Well, while we're on that, the Eagles just outdid themselves. It's crazy. You know, everybody else is just giving out the box lunches and stuff. The Eagles just serve you, and it's behind these, you know, this glass, so it's very protected. First of all, they had the awesome side snack table. I had a nutrageous bar, and I have an extra nutrageous bar that I saved. I had an Airhead, which were delicious. Nutrageous Bar was at like five. The Airhead was after the game. That was my little dessert. But the food, Bri, chicken parm, which was delicious, spinach ravioli. They had filet mignon, Bri, and it was good. And they didn't overcook it. 
I had two fillets and I had garlic mashed potatoes and asparagus. It was it, it was an A plus. For for the for the COVID cuisine era, it was an A plus in Philadelphia. Unbelievably impressive. Um, and so kudos to them. As for the game you're at, Bri, you know, Steelers got to a good start with that pick six by Spillane. He had a fumble recovery later. And by the way, not only was it bad for the Ravens that Lamar Jackson had four turnovers, and ultimately, you know, if we're being honest, that was the difference in the game. But also, that Ronnie Stanley injury is significant. He is their best lineman. He's an excellent left tackle. One of the best in the NFL. Broken leg, done for the year. Feel awful for him. Feel awful for the Ravens. But as I tweeted, at Ross Tucker NFL, Thank goodness, Bri, he signed that contract last week with all of, I mean, I can't remember how much was fully guaranteed at signing. It was a $99 million deal, and that didn't go through his head right away, but I promise it wasn't soon after that he thought about that. Huge. I mean, I just can't believe the Ravens ran the ball down the Steelers' throat like that and still lost the game. Not only did they lose Stanley, but – Matthew Judon got ejected for swinging at a ref's arm, which was just ridiculous. You cannot do that. Um, T.J. Watt was awesome. And I thought as well as the Ravens ran it, A, they should have won the game, but B, I felt like Lamar Jackson struggled to um, struggled to throw the ball again, which really hurt them. Tucks takes. Tua Tungavailoa got his first NFL start and his first NFL win. Like the Chiefs last week, the Dolphins scored on offense, defense, and special teams. The final, Dolphins 28, Rams 17. Right, and so there's two things that jump out as much as any, right? Tua was not great. I mean, he really was not great. He's not as good as Fitzpatrick. You know, Schefter had a report that part of why they did it is because they've got all these draft picks. They want to see what they have in Tua. They want to make sure he's the guy, which I think does make some sense. But here they are. You know, they're four and three now, but they're not going to win a lot of games like that. Your your defense isn't going to be that good. You're not going to have, you know, fumble returns for touchdowns, punt returns for touchdowns like that. But they did yesterday, and they deserve kudos for that. The stats are crazy. It's like 500 yards to 200 yards. Um and the Rams compiled a bunch of stats, but it just didn't feel like Jared Goff ever, ever really got into a rhythm. And kudos to the Dolphins. Brian Flores kind of has Sean McVay's number a little bit when you go back to the Super Bowl a few years ago as well. Tucks takes. No surprise in Kansas City. The Chiefs easily beat the Jets 35-9. to Patrick Mahomes, five touchdown passes. The New York Jets have only four touchdown passes all season long. Yeah, he was insane as usual. He even had an underhand touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey. Kelsey had a big game. Tyreek Hill had a big game. The Jets were especially poor on offense in the second half. Again, Sam Darnold hurts his shoulder. Again, I guess the lone bright spot for the Jets was that Kansas City couldn't run. Uh, even Le'Veon Bell, who I, everything everybody thought would have a big revenge game, 
couldn't run at all. But they didn't need to. They just threw it with Mahomes all over the place. It was almost like the Jets, A, were in slow motion when you watched them, and B, made a conscious decision to not let Le'Veon Bell beat them. Ducks takes. Dalvin Cooks, four touchdowns, helped the Vikings to a 28-22 win over Packers in Green Bay. What an impressive win by the Minnesota Vikings. You know, this is coming off of them trading Yannick Ngakwe. And, you know, they're one and five going into the game. So you're thinking, okay, they kind of know they don't have a great shot this year. Dalvin Cook is an absolute difference maker. Dalvin Cook, like when people say running backs don't matter or you don't need to pay running backs, I mean, Dalvin Cook, I feel like showed that he is worth it yesterday with that performance. He put the Vikings on his back to win that game. Now, in fairness, the Packers defense was concerned about Thielen and Justin Jefferson and deep plays, right? They knew that their offense would score a lot of points. They didn't want the Vikings to be able to get big plays in the passing game. But instead, they let the Vikings kind of run down their throat and the Packers couldn't keep up. I mean, Devontae Adams had another big game. Jamal Williams was solid, but 22 points, that's not going to cut it. The Packers were not able to keep up score for score. I think, you know, the, the Packers thought, we just don't want to give up anything cheap and deep. Our offense will score a bunch. Well, they didn't. So there's plenty of blame to go around for the Packers in that one. Ducks takes. The Lions lost their seventh straight game at home. Phillip Rivers threw three touchdowns in the second quarter alone. Colts over Detroit, 42-21. Wow, is that right? I didn't realize that. That's their seventh straight home loss? Yeah. Wow. That's brutal. Slow start for the Colts again. Uh, Detroit blocks a punt. They get a touchdown. But it was like all Indianapolis after that. Naeem Hines and Jordan Wilkins were awesome for the Colts. Did you see, by the way, Brian, Naeem Hines' celebration? Both of them, yeah. That is un- – yeah. when I tell people these guys are freak athletes, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like, a helmet and shoulder pads is probably about 10 pounds of, of equipment. It's crazy that anyone can do stuff like that in general – let alone when you're over a 200-pound running back and you've got 10 pounds of pads on you. to be able. If you guys didn't check it out, he did like a somersault, flip, like cheerleader, gymnastic thing. It was unbelievable. Um, T.Y. Hilton got hurt again. Uh, I thought Rivers was solid, second game in a row, which is a good sign for the Colts. Their defense in general, Darius Leonard in particular, Studley, Danico Autry, Tyquan Lewis both had two sacks. And for the Lions, Kenny Galladay got hurt. So bad receiver injury game. And Matthew Stafford had big fantasy numbers, which is great. But they lost again, as usual. There's certain quarterbacks that they do a lot of losing. They do a lot of being around 500, but they seemingly always get their numbers. Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford are among them. Phillip Rivers used to be like that. Tuck Stakes. The Raiders beat the Browns in Cleveland 16-6 to in some nasty weather conditions. Three field goals for Daniel Carson and a Derek Carr touchdown pass to Hunter Renfro, the only scoring for Vegas. 
Correct. And uh, it's a bad loss for the Browns and a great win for the Raiders. Great win in the weather. I really thought Cleveland would be able to run the ball and dominate the ground game, especially with Trent Brown. They messed up his IV before the game. Um, Somehow they were trying to give him an IV and instead air got in his uh, bloodline, um, which is very, very scary. So anyway, they messed up Trent Brown's IV. But for the Raiders, Josh Jacobs had a big game. Devontae Booker helped out as well. I really thought in a poor weather game, Cleveland would be the team that would be able to run it. They couldn't really. It was, in fact, the Raiders. Uh, I would say both those replays, the, the Jarvis Landry overturn, the Renfro, those were huge plays. But Vegas still killed them in time of possession. Seven for 13 on third down. You know, even with those replays, I think, you know, the Raiders deserve to win the game. Crazy windy, by the way, which affected the kicks and everything else, like you said, Brian. Tuck Stakes. The Bengals upset the Titans 31-20. to Joe Burrow, no turnovers and no sacks for the first time this season. Yeah, so that's – you're right. That's a huge storyline coming out of this one. I don't know if it's – I mean, the Bengals, I think, had four new starters on the offensive line or four new guys playing at some point. I don't know if it was just kudos to the Bengals for being much better along the O-line or the Titans' terrible pass rush. I mean, if you can't get a sack against the Bengals' offensive line, they came into the game tied for the NFL lead in sacks. That is really bad. Tennessee pass rush. I mean, they even went out and got Clowney and Vic Beasley, and these guys can't sniff the quarterback. Burrow, uh, really impressed with his movement skills, pocket movement. I mean, everything about him, but especially his pocket movement. T. Higgins had a crazy sideline catch. He looks like he's a player. Corey Davis played well and was really – Corey Davis and I guess Derrick Henry a little bit were the lone bright spots for the Titans. But that was like – it almost felt like the Titans – and I don't want to take anything away from the Bengals, but it almost felt like the Titans lost the Steelers game twice. You know, it's like that was such a devastating loss for them that it carried over to this one. Tuck Stakes. Buffalo Bills beat the Patriots 24-21. Justin Zimmer, a backup D lineman from the Bills, caused Cam Newton to fumble the ball with 31 seconds left. That sealed the win for Buffalo and New England now 2-5. and five. Right, and the Bills are what, 6-2? and two? Yeah. Which is very impressive. You know, this was a pretty even game. Damian Harris had a really nice day running the football for the Patriots. He looked good. He looked like he had some... Some burst to him. Both teams ran the ball well. That's the best I think Singletary's looked. Zach Moss looking like my former teammate Travis Henry out there. I mean, it was that kind of game where both teams had to run the football. They both did a nice job running the football. Um, but ultimately, the, the Patriots were going to at worst tie it to go to overtime, but possibly score a touchdown to win it. And I remember thinking, here we go again. The Bills couldn't get it done against the Patriots in a big spot. And then Zimmer, who, by the way, ripped the ball out against the Chiefs in that Monday afternoon game I did a couple weeks ago. He's got a real pension for that, a real feel for that. Rips the ball out of Cam. Awesome play by Zimmer. Critical error by Cam Newton. 
that is a gigantic swing game for both teams. And Zimmer was just, you know, that Chiefs game a couple weeks ago, they just moved him up from the practice squad. So that goes to show you, you know, that he's making a name for himself with he's got a real feel for ripping those balls out. Tux takes. The Chargers became the first team in NFL history to lose three straight games in which they led by 17 points. Denver wins this one 31-30. That is unbelievable. I thought I saw one stat somewhere where it's the fourth straight game where they've had at least a 16-point lead and lost. Wow. Which is like, I mean, and the thing is, Bri, Justin Herbert was incredible. I tweeted during the game at Ross Tucker NFL that I was so wrong about him. I said, please go back and delete all my tweets from last season when he was in college football or the pre-draft process. I did not think he would be nearly this good, yet they still lose. I got to think, Anthony Lynn is a is a sweetheart of a man. Um, I, I talk to him every week for a couple of years with Ed McCaffrey on satellite radio. But at this point, it's hard to imagine he keeps his job because they should have three or four more wins with these collapses. I mean, the Broncos weren't even that great. Drew Locke wasn't even that great in the comeback. They get that pass interference with one second left, and then Hamler gets his tush, tookus, hinder. We're not going to do that again. But his, you know what, down on the ground, the rookie from Penn State, and Denver gets a gigantic win for Vic Fangio. That felt like a, like, you know, there's like swing states in the election tomorrow. That was a swing game for the um, job security of Anthony Lynn and Vic Fangio. Tux takes. The 49ers lose Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle to ankle injuries. They fall to the Seahawks 37-27. Four touchdown passes for Russell Wilson. Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson's awesome, and DK Metcalf is an absolute monster. It's so fun watching him play. He's a man among boys, and it's almost embarrassing how many teams passed on him in the draft, how many teams didn't like him as a prospect at this point. When you see what he's able to do to people, it's crazy. Um, You know, Jimmy Garoppolo – was not good. He had a bad interception, which led to a Metcalf touchdown. Should have been points for the Niners. He essentially got benched. I mean, I don't, I don't care what they're saying about his ankle. I feel like he got benched. Mullins comes off the bench. Now, maybe the Seahawks defense was a little bit different then, but Mullins comes off the bench and scores 20 points late in the game, 20, um, to really roll for the Niners. But it wasn't enough because Seattle scored 37. Bobby Wagner was everywhere. That guy's a Hall of Fame football player, Bobby Wagner. I don't know if people – he still doesn't seem like he gets that much credit. Hall of Fame football player. And Seattle's defense actually did some pretty good things. Ducks takes. Drew Brees became the NFL's career passing touchdown leader again. I think we're going to be – using that stat all season long as he and Brady keep outpacing each other. His two touchdowns plus Will Lutz's overtime field goal helped the Saints over the Bears 26-23. The difference I would say, Bri, is I think there's a pretty good chance this is Drew Brees' last year, and I think there's a pretty good chance this is not Tom Brady's last year. So we shall see. 
you know, the Bears had their chances in this game. They had a lead. I think they had a 13-3 to lead. You know, the Bears were in control of this game. Allen Robinson had a diving touchdown after a Darnell Mooney catch. Huge touchdown catch at the end of the first half for Jared Cook. You know, the Saints chose to run one more play at the end of the first half, and that, that felt really significant. The touchdown pass to, to Jared Cook on the slant to make it 13-10. This game had a bizarre incident where uh, Javon Wims just started swinging at Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I guess a couple of plays earlier, or maybe it was like 11 minutes earlier, Gardner-Johnson had said something to Wims on the field. They had talked trash. But Wims came out and just started throwing haymakers at Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. It hurt the Bears. It led to a field goal. For the Saints, Wims got ejected. He'll be suspended. He should. That was ridiculous. Um, But that's a huge loss for the Bears. And who knows what the complexion of the game would have been if Wims didn't do that. Credit Foles for tying it late, finding a way to tie it late, even though he had a bad throw. Drew Brees got it done, though, in overtime. Saints have been winning a lot of games like this, it seems, Alvin Kamara was great as a receiver again. Darnell Mooney, a rookie from Tulane, called two of his games last year. He's he's legit. Tuck takes at three, four, and one. The Philadelphia Eagles lead the NFC East. It's not pretty, but a win is a win is a win. Twenty three over uh, twenty three to nine over Ben DiNucci and the Cowboys last night on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, I mean, it was a brutal game. It really was. I mean, it was a it was a tough watch. Uh, Carson Wentz continues to turn the football over at a really astronomical rate. You know, he had two bad fumbles where you could see the defender coming from at least five yards away. The one was like 10 yards away, and he still doesn't throw the football away and still fumbles. It was almost like he had a depth perception issue. You know, he just has so much confidence in his ability to make a play. He's got to get better at giving up on plays. He has to. He also threw two really bad interceptions. Really bad. One was forced into double coverage when the Eagles were in scoring range. Another one was just threw it up like a punt when the Eagles were down in Cowboys territory. He really kept the... Cowboys in it. Now, credit to him. You know, he also had some really nice throws, including the go-ahead touchdown pass to Travis Fulgham, which was gigantic. So that was huge uh, for the Eagles. But overall, kind of a brutal game. Um, Ben DiNucci for the Cowboys was not great. They were pretty conservative with him, which is not surprising. Um, You know, he had two fumbles. I guess the good news is he did not, you know, throw an interception. TJ Edwards was an absolute monster for the Eagles. Clearly the Eagles' best linebacker should play even more. Um, he had 12 tackles, a tackle for loss, a sack, the force fumble of Danucci, where the ball was on the ground. Vinnie Curry might have had it, might not. It was like a greasy watermelon. Rodney McLeod picks it up, returns it for a touchdown, which kind of put the game away. And then there was this crazy thing at the end of the game where the Cowboys took a safety on purpose. 
so that they could kick a free kick high into the air in the wind that they almost recovered, almost gave them a chance to score points again. It was kind of crazy, but I, I didn't hate it. It was it was an okay idea. Ultimately, though, the Eagles, I think it was Rodney McLeod again, was able to recover it. Shout-outs, Pry, are in order. For the same people, they're always in order, and the people that realize the ridiculous value of the I Think We're Done Here membership of patreon.com slash rtmedia, Pizza Boy Brewing, DynastyFreaks.com, Sportaculture, SteakhouseSports.com, Vision Comics with an X. We will do the College Draft Podcast today. As a reminder, we are now picking those College Draft Podcast games with the spread. So that gets you guys a little bit excited. How about Michigan State, huh? Michigan State with the 25 points or whatever it was. Anyway, uh, other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.